In today's episode, I will introduce you to one of my favorite features in SharePoint, and that is version history. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg Zelfand from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 78 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So as I was looking for some ideas on uh, which episode to record, I was actually surprised to find uh, out that I never recorded an episode on version history. This is one of my favorite features and probably one uh, of the most uh, significant, I should say, and powerful features of SharePoint. So what I should probably do first is just explain to you uh, what this feature is all about, and then we'll talk about some nuances and the specifics uh, of, once again, this wonderful feature. The idea behind version history is that uh, essentially every time you make a change uh, to a piece of content in SharePoint, another version is created for you automatically. It's something that you actually have zero control over. Uh, let's say you are modifying a document, right? You're making changes in SharePoint Online, you're editing a document. Uh, guess what? Uh, as you edit the document and uh, save the changes, so it uh, might autosave for you if you're working on the browser, uh, then uh, essentially another version of the document is created for you automatically. And it starts with one and essentially is sequential, all right? Goes one, two, three, and uh, further. Uh, and uh, once again, uh, it's not really something you can control. You cannot assign uh, different versions to different documents. It's just a way to really keep track of changes you make in SharePoint. And the cool thing about version history is that, first of all, you can always uh, access the previous uh, version uh, of the document, for example, uh, or you can restore a previous uh, version of the document, right? Uh, again, in the context of a document library, uh, if let's say you have a document, you made a few revisions and uh, you need to go back to one of the previous uh, revisions, what you need to do is uh, right click on the document, all right, you get a pop up with all the different file commands and one of them will be version history and then uh, when you click on that, you will get to see pretty much a list of all the different uh, uh, versions that exist in a reverse chronological order. It will show you, you know, essentially who made the change, when it was made, the timestamp, and you can click on any of the previous versions to see uh, what the document uh, looked like at that point of time. And if you click on the little drop down uh, next to uh, each version, you can actually restore, all right? And when you restore a previous version, it actually creates another version, all right? Uh, so let's say you have six uh, versions total and you are restoring uh, 3.0, right? For example, uh, one of the earlier versions, it will create version number seven, right? And uh, the document will uh, go back. Uh, it's almost like a time machine, all right? It goes back in history uh, and pretty much restores the document uh, to that point of time. Now that I explained to you uh, kind of at a high level, at least what version history is all about, I would like to give you some additional information, some specifics uh, on how version history works with different types of content that we have in SharePoint. So in SharePoint, we can um, set um, or access version history uh, on three major types of content, uh, documents, pages, and items in a list. 
Now, before I um, provide to you kind of some specifics uh, about version history uh, and uh, document libraries and lists and uh, site page uh, library, I also want to um, explain to you that uh, version history can be major or minor. With major version history, it tracks uh, kind of the uh, major changes, all right? So uh, it starts with one and then sequentially, uh, you know, goes up, um, you know, to two and three and uh, and so on. With minor revisions, uh, it tracks the minor uh, edits. Uh, so, for example, you can have 1.1, 1.2, essentially the minor edits between major uh, versions. Now, in some cases, depending on uh, your use cases, depending on the content you're editing, uh, you might or might not utilize those minor versions, all right? Uh, in some cases, you might actually use them whether uh, you want the, this or not. In some cases, this uh, the minor version might not even be necessary. So what I would like to do now is uh, explain to you some specifics, you know, how version history works for different types of content. And then I will also, uh, along the way, try to explain to you how major and minor versions work uh, in those instances as well. So like I said earlier, um, we have three different types of content in SharePoint. We have documents, and of course, they reside in a document library. We have pages, uh, site pages, right? And they reside in uh, the site pages library. And then we have items in the list. And of course, those would reside uh, in, a, in a Microsoft list, in the SharePoint list, in the custom list. <clears throat> On all those three things, uh, we can uh, manage uh, both major and minor versions. And I would like to start with the document library. So to access uh, versioning settings in a document library, uh, you just navigate to the library, click the gear icon, library settings. Uh, from there, uh, you have a list of all the different uh, behind the scenes features. Uh, one of them is called versioning settings, and this is where you can configure how versioning will behave for the document library. So in a document library, major versions are enabled by default, and you cannot even totally disable them. Uh, and that's done for a reason. All right, uh, it's done for you for retention policies, uh, for compliance policies. Um, in case if you ever need to go back to one of the previous revisions of the document, you have something to play with. So the minimum uh, number of versions you can have in a document library is 100. All right, once again, you cannot disable it. You cannot go lower than 100, and the maximum is 50,000. By default, by default, you get 500 uh, versions uh, saved. Uh, on the document library for each and every document, uh, the last 500. But uh, like I said, you can either minimize it to 100 or increase it to 50,000 if you wish. Now, minor versions are disabled in the document library, but you can enable them if necessary. Uh, but once again, they're off by default. Uh, now let's uh, switch gears to the site pages library. Um, site pages library is a, a special library that uh, is present on each and every SharePoint site. And this is, of course, where the pages reside. All right. Uh, this is where your uh, home page for, for, for the site resides. And this is where all the other pages uh, you create on your site will reside, like uh, news posts, you know, right? Uh, news and announcements that are typically, that typically would appear in the news widget model or just additional pages, all right? All those pages would eventually reside in that uh, site pages library. So you navigate the versioning settings pretty much the same way uh, that you would navigate uh, them in a, doc in a regular document library, gear icon, 
uh, library settings and then versioning settings. And what you will find out is that uh, both major and minor versions are enabled by default. And the reason this is the case is because uh, as you work with pages, um, both uh, minor and major uh, versions are necessary for the pages uh, to work properly. Uh, let's say you um, edit the page, right? You want to make changes to the page. When you click the edit button and you click, the, you know, as you make changes, you click the save button. Guess what's happening behind the scenes? Behind the scenes, minor versions are created. All right, so let's say um, you had um, your page at uh, version 3.0, you click the edit button, you start making changes, you keep uh, clicking save, uh, right, to save your changes uh, to the page. And behind the scenes, you get 3.1, 3.2, 3.3, etc. However, when you publish, when you click the publish button or republish button on the upper right hand corner, I guess what, what, what happens? Uh, your page right now you get the major version, right? So it goes from whatever 3.3 to 4.0 at that point of time. So minor versions are kind of necessary for you to, uh, you know, save your changes, right? Intermediate changes. But when you publish it, when you formally want to have the page available to everyone else, um, you know, all the uh, team site visitors, at that point, uh, all right, a major uh, version is created. And finally, um, I want to talk about version history on a custom list, right? Uh, this is, of course, uh, where you would not store documents or pages. This is where you would store uh, some data, rows and columns of information, a list of contacts, projects, you know, tasks, um, you know, some checklist, etc. Now, once again, you access uh, the version history in the custom list the same way. Um, so you navigate to the list. Uh, gear icon in the operating corner, list settings, and then once again, you're going to see uh, versioning settings uh, link as well. Now, on a list, on a custom list, um, remember how I told you that on the document library, uh, you get 500 versions, um, uh, major versions created by default. Uh, on a list, it's 50. And unlike uh, on a document library, right? Remember on the library, you could not disable version history. Well, guess what? On a custom list, you can. So you can either disable it, all right, or enable it. And I think if I'm not mistaken, the maximum is also 50,000. And on a custom list, uh, in case if you uh, need to restore a previous version uh, of the item, you can do so by right clicking on the item. Again, choosing version history, and uh, you can restore to any of the previous revisions. Uh, and version history can actually be quite helpful on a custom list, right? Because in a custom list, you might change the values, right? The, uh, the data, um, the fields within each columns uh, quite often, right? For example, let's say you're tracking a list of projects and the status of a project that changes uh, from active to inactive, right? Um, you can actually trace the version history, um, all right, and, and kind of see when the changes, certain changes were made within the custom list, something you can obviously not do in Excel. Now that I explained to you uh, kind of how version history works on all three different types of content, I want to explain to you um, a few use cases, all right, how you can work with a minor versions in SharePoint. Major versions are uh, kind of uh, automatic, right? Um, in most cases, especially within the document library, uh, you kind of have no choice, uh, right? You are using uh, major versions uh, whether you want them or not. But what would be the use cases for minor uh, versions? Why would you need minor versions? Let me explain. 
So let's say you have a document library and you have documents on there, of course, and um, everyone is making changes. But let's say uh, within your team, you institute a process where um, obviously anyone can make you know, changes to the documents, um, but um, you, you only, you know, in certain cases, right, you have to go through a formal, uh, you know, publishing, if you will, uh, in order to promote uh, documents to major versions. So in this case, you can enable uh, minor versions within the document library. And then what you can do, you can actually uh, navigate to the document. Let's say uh, you are making changes to the documents. Uh, and then right click uh, and right below version history, you're going to see more uh, in the pop-up and then you choose publish, all right? And when you click on publish, um, this feature allows you to essentially promote from minor to major version, all right? At that point, it will actually prompt you. It will ask you to supply some comments, which are optional, uh, but it's a great way um, for you to tell everyone, you know, the kind of changes you made and why you're publishing uh, this particular revision. And at that point, uh, the minor version, let's say, I don't know, 3.4 will be uh, updated, um, will be upwrapped to uh, 4.0. So it's a nice way for you to kind of control the workflow, uh, right, of your edits uh, to the documents within the document library. Another use case where you could successfully use a minor uh, version history would be check and check out. Uh, check and check out is essentially a feature uh, that allows a user to check out a document and allow only that individual to make changes for the document, right? Essentially prevent and co-authoring. Uh, and uh, if you enable minor versioning uh, on a document library, and then let's say check out a document, when you check it back in, um, normally it would just you know ask you for comments and check the document back in. But if you enabled minor versions at that point, it will ask you which version do you want to check in. Um, so it might ask you, for example, uh, to check in 2.1 or 2.3, whatever the minor version um, of the document is at that point of time, or it might ask you to check in the major version, uh, 3.0, all right? At that point, if you opt for major version, uh, it will actually publish behind the scenes as well, something I described a little bit earlier, all right? Um, so once again, um, this just might be another use case if you have um, a whole team editing the documents and uh, you know maybe you even enforced checkout of the documents uh, and it's just a nice way for you to control the revisions uh, and the different stages of the documents uh, and either uh, utilize you know minor versions, you know drafts, if you will, uh, of the document or publish them. Uh, and um, essentially uprev uh, the version to, to a major version. The last use case I want to explain to you, and something probably you're not going to encounter um, too often uh, because we now have modern ways uh, to achieve this, but if you, let's say, uh, need to enable an approval of workflow uh, on, a, on a document library, obviously the new modern way uh, would be for you to utilize Power Automate, but uh, in the old days, and we still have this feature, um, you could enable content approval. And what would happen is, again, it works when, in conjunction with uh, minor uh, versioning. Uh, if, let's say, I uploaded the document and it's in pending state, uh, by default, uh, somebody has got to approve or reject the document. Uh, while the document is, you know, uh, pending approval, um, 
you know, there are different revisions, different minor uh, revisions uh, being tracked behind the scenes. However, once somebody approves the document using uh, this uh, content approval feature uh, available on the document library, at that point, uh, the version goes uh, to, to the major version, right? So from 3.1 to 4.0, uh, for example. Uh, once again, I don't expect you, I just wanted to list this as a you know, possible use case, but once again, I don't expect you to uh, remember it or utilize it even because uh, in modern SharePoint, we now have um, uh, much cooler tools uh, to utilize uh, for content approval. Uh, obviously, uh, you could utilize Power Automate to automate an approval uh, workflow of some kind on the document library. I think that's all I wanted to uh, tell you uh, about uh, and educate you about uh, version history today. Once again, it's uh, one of my favorite features, one of the probably most powerful features in SharePoint because uh, it does allow you to restore the previous revision of the document if necessary or any other content if necessary uh, what i will do and i always do it in my uh with my podcasts uh, with my episodes I, in the show notes i will include a number of links i have a number of uh, blog posts that i wrote uh, related to version history uh, i have some youtube videos on my channel so i will try to include all that information in the show notes so uh, you can check uh those out uh, when you have time and when you are in front of the computer. Uh, but for now, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you found uh, this episode uh, useful and informative. And as always, uh, happy to see you on my blog, SharePointMaven.com, and talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.